Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. As always, I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined on the 21st episode with my amazing co-host here, starting off with Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. Say what's up to the people, bro. I usually say stay gooping, but, you know, since 20, 21st episode, we're going to be savages today, yo. Okay, okay, all right. 21, <laughs> 21. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it went over my head. Yeah. Second, I was like, savages. Chris is like, huh? <laughs> okay. All right, I got it. I got all it. All right, all right. Well, now Chris well, has joined the, to the party here, so now, now we're on the same page, Chris. You know, yep, say hi yep, to yep, the people. Yep. What's going on, folks? Damn it. All the X's. We're here. Games. Yeah. Yeah, big week this week. A lot of a lot of game news, a lot of a lot of random stuff, honestly. A whole like a lot of stuff that we probably uh, aren't even uh, going to get to cover in this episode, but a lot happened this week. Pretty interesting. Um, but you know, before we get into all the stuff that went on, before we get into our topics, start off with what we're all playing. So, Chris, I'm going to let you start this time. Um I'm not even gonna hold you today, or not today, but yesterday. Um, I decided, you know, why not? Let me play Alan Wake again for the first time in ever. Hey. So, uh, classic. Start playing it. I maybe got maybe like an hour and a half into it, and I'm like, man, I I cannot get over enough. I, this might even be a future icebreaker, like a year down the road when we forget that we had this conversation. But it, it's got to be up there for like one of the most furthest ahead of its time games ever bro like that shit is crazy man like even some of like (laughs) the way how to do the sequencing and how like like, remedy has a very like very they got got a good way of going about how they do their visuals i don't know what it is specifically but it's nice because then even after i was playing that i played control for a little bit too for the first time i was like well they said a lot of the assets from alan wake were brought over and blah 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 so mm-hmm. try it out and even that game i'm playing it and i'm getting through a little bit of it and i'm like yo even if i didn't like the gunplay even if i didn't like like how the game was like unfolding the way how they're setting up the visuals and how they go from chapter to chapter and it's kind of like how they do in some movies where it's just like a hard cut to a new scene and they put like the letters up really quickly and then like i am here for those kind of aesthetics and video games, I think it worked very well so far in the game, in terms of uh, just the pacing. Mm-hmm. It makes it ah oh, man, I like it a lot, man. I can't even try to lie; it's really nice. Um, we'll see how I feel about the rest of the game later, but mm-hmm. so far so good. And then, uh, good old Destiny, you know that goddamn dead man, huh? folks. If you don't have that gun, and if you do have it, and you ain't done the Catalyst quest. Blood clot. <laughs> Go do it, man. It I'm telling you, man, you're missing out right now on probably one of the top ten best guns they've ever made ever. I'm not even trying to like it's that good, man. It is Ooh, I'm I'm thinking they're gonna nerf it. <laughs> it's like, I'm being serious. I'm thinking they're gonna nerf it. The reason why people don't complain yet is because the, the twenty five minute, yeah, like or if they do, 
the getting the catalyst isn't kind of like easy. You know what I'm saying? You kind of have to go in there and do it. Um, but once more people have that in their hands, and you have to deal with people in the crucible with that on a everyday basis, yeah, it's gonna. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I think that's a large part of why I, I actually don't think it's going to get nerfed because of that reason. I don't think that that many people. You, all right. How many attempts did it take us to finally get through that mission? You know, and it's not something that you can match make. Like it's not not jo, not every Joe Schmo is going to just hop in there and actually be able to do what it takes to get that mission done in 25 minutes. So. Facts. Facts. True. I mean, that, Man, yeah, and then I think about it, too. <laughs> when I think about how often... So, like, all right, back in the day, everybody had Whisper. Whisper was one of those guns everybody somehow managed to get somehow. Outbreak, not so much, though. You only seen, like, a handful of folks running around with that weapon, uh, let alone the Catalyst Masterwork version of it. So, I, I, I can see what you're saying, for sure. But if they happen to get it, yeah, I don't know, bro. If, if like more than half the community gets their hands on this weapon, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say is I don't know. There's no reason to use a sniper. There's no reason to even use a pulse rifle at this point. This gun is better than almost all of them. No hyperbole. If you don't believe me, go get it. That's all I'm gonna say. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. That gun is wild. Yo, it's cracked. Cracked. Yo, it's <laughs> all guns cracked, brah. It's cracked, bruh. Oh. <clears throat> you playing anything else? Um, I don't think so. No, no. You ain't gonna tell people about your freaking clutch-ass Warzone moment? You and DJ? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. We did play some Warzone. <laughs> we did play some Warzone. Yeah. Oh, man, alright, so, guys, context. It was your boy. It was Black Eyes, it was DJ, a.k.a. Martin, a.k.a. DJ, and it was PCP, a.k.a. Poppy Con Poppy. Poppy Con Poppy, <laughs> oh goodness. We was out here getting it. Caught a dub. I don't know how we did that, because it happened to be just me and DJ last two at the end, and then I fell, and then DJ had to clutch up at the end, and, and Mans pulled it off. It was a great win. I, I was, it was a good one. It was I, a good one. I was nervous as hell. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> and I was like screwed in my mic. Yo, Chris, up, upright, upright. And then I was like, push, push, push. Like we were just yelling instructions, and it's it sucks to be like at the end game of a match like that and like be the one just sitting there watching it all happen. But yeah, <clears throat> that's pulled it off. It was it was good. It was a good one. Yeah, it was nice, good. nice. Yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Got, got a taste of the 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 warzone uh, clutchness, sure. Yeah, yeah. DJ was hype after that too. He Hell was, yeah, he was. He was a little bit of a high for like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to DJ. Shout out to Papi con Papi. It was a good match. Good match for sure. It really was. It really was. But uh, yeah. Manny, let you go, man. What were you playing this week? Um. Well. It's been a little light, but I played some Warzone, of course. Uh, no successful ones for me, sadly. But uh, <laughs> but also uh, also picked up a copy of uh, Marvel Avengers. It was a hey. half off because of the whole Square Enix event. You know, shout out to that. Um, played a little bit of it. It's, uh, it's all right, you know. It's all right for thirty dollars, but yeah. you know, I played that as well. 
And then, you know, I also, uh, one day I was just bored and I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to download an old, like, game on the PS2 emulator that I have. Um, it's called Spy Hunter. And I don't know why, but that game brought back so much memories for no reason. Because, like, mm. it was just, like, one of those old PS2 games I used to play as a kid. And I used to be so bad at the game because I didn't know what I was doing. But, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm doing. But the game is so cheesy but fun. So, like, <laughs> so, yeah, I was uh, played a little bit of that. And I'm like, yo, they should just bring back Spy Hunter, even though they'll never do that. But, like... I just like I really enjoyed playing it. The game is like I would play like a couple hours of it, but other than that, those are obviously my picks of this week for games that I played. Okay, word. Right. Um, for me, there's <clears throat> definitely gonna be some overlap between both of you guys. Really, um, you know, a lot of Destiny early in the week because we finally got a chance to bang out that uh, Master Presage quest. So I have the Dead Man's Tale catalyst like Chris was talking about. Thank God, because oh my God. <laughs> starting to lose faith that we were ever going to get that done it was wild yeah it It it, was wild it took us forever to get everybody together to do it down to the last like 10 seconds people like literally yeah it was that was another one of those clutch moments i think i think i jumped up in there with the sword and then you finished him off with your sword and then oh my god it was bugged it was amazing uh so yeah had a lot of fun with that um as many mentioned you know the avengers game went on sale i actually already had it but um, I decided to, you know, upgrade to the next-gen version and, and start playing around with it on my Series X. And I was one of the few people who actually did enjoy the game beforehand. Um, I, like, fully admit that it's not what it should have been. But, you know, I, I have fun with certain missions. Like, I actually, since the next-gen patch hit, I, I uh, got to a point in the story where you play as Black Widow. I really, really, really enjoy playing as Black Widow. Like, she is badass, and I like... Like the beat 'em up style of it, <clears throat> it kind of reminds me of uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It reminds mm. me of that, but like they tried to make it like Destiny, and you know, like it is what it is. Like I don't know if they're necessarily going to nail the service model stuff, and we'll definitely get into that a little bit later because spoiler it's one of our topics for the week. But um, yeah, I'm having fun with the game. I, I I love that now it's like in 60 frames, you know, still 4K 60 frames uh, with the highest performance setting on, and it's it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. So uh, okay. yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. And then of course the Warzone dub we had, but that was probably like two games that we had played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so moving on. Birdman hands, you know, you know. Oh, you know, to the next thing here, Chris. Take it away, man. Damn, I can't even move like that. All right, so a little context, y'all. I moved my camera. So if I get all wild and do all my shit, it's going to blur me out. I'm still doing it anyways. God damn it. <laughs> see, see my arm getting all... Ah. <laughs> all right, y'all. It's time to get busy. For the icebreaker of the week, question is, hypothetically speaking, because we know this would never happen, unless, you know, you're in Black Mirror or something, say for whatever reason you got transported into a video game, you hit the ground and you, you stand up, because you know everybody does that, it's, oh, oh, oh. they look up, where am I, oh, and then they stand up all, you know, straight up. They're looking around and then they just realizing that they just stepped in some shit. 
So you get into this video game and you literally res right at the beginning of the final boss fight. Right? Question is, if you had a choice to bring one character from any video game that you you were really loyal to, they were loyal to you, they held you down, what's the one character that you would bring in there to have your back that would make you feel like if I brought this dude in there with me, or this 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 girl or woman with me, or creature with me, that I would get out of this alive. Who's that one character that really would give you some confidence? Like, ah, yo, I got, oh, this is the homie. Oh, all right, let's, you know, y'all want no smoke. You walking up in there like whatever. Who's the one character? Mm-hmm. Y'all, okay. y'all want, y'all would y'all like me to start this off or y'all think y'all got answers already? I got answers, but you can start it off. It's your question. Uh, all right, so if it's me and I got to choose one ride or die to help me get through this boss fight, believe it or not, I got to go with my homie Boone from Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Yo, listen, I, I told you it was left field. Yeah. I don't care what nobody has to say. Real ones know. Boone is hands down the best companion I've ever had in any video game. Bruh. It, it, it was so many situations that I found myself in that I was about to die. I ain't, I ain't had no stim packs. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had nothing. I ain't had nothing. To, you know, what, what they call them? Death claws? Yep. Death those, claws. those evil creatures trying to rip me apart. And I just, this is it. I'm done. Who's behind my shoulder? Sniping. Taking heads off. <laughs> Ooh. Boone. Boone. <laughs> Yo, you know how many times I don't forgot about Boone? And like, I, you know how you could like leave your NPC sometimes when they get stuck? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. like, like they don't catch up to you for a while? Bro, tell me how this man's. Every time I'm like, yo, this is my last days. A brother gonna have to reload his checkpoint. Oh, damn. Here come Boone. Not today, friend. Not today. <laughs> I look over like a damsel in distress. Oh, Boone. I got it. And I said, God damn it, Boone. You are the guy. The guy. <laughs> this I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. He held it down. There was times where, you know how you could send the companion back to and be like, yo, I don't need your help no more, yo. I'm yeah. good. I think I got this. There's times I done sent home back, and I'm out here solo, and I clap myself in a bad situation. Some raiders on my bumper. Look to my right. I know you told me to go back, but <laughs> I got you. Oh my god, this guy. Oh my god, not like that. Super pause. But I'm just saying, man, this dude was loyal and he was always with the bullets. Alright? Okay. Boom, yo. Best best companion ever. Word. Alright. Shout out to Boom. Damn. (laughs) That was random and out of left field. Manny, who you got, bro? All right. Hopefully this doesn't, you know, ain't the same as, as you, Denzel. Probably not, but 
My man Kratos. Okay. We talking about the God of War. Come on. This man took down the whole Olympus by himself. And we're talking about if I need somebody to help me out in a boss battle situation. You know, I'm hitting my boy up with Kratos. He out here in Asgard chilling. But, you know what I'm saying? He'll come through easily. Help out the goop. Easily? You know what I'm saying? I don't know about easily. You don't think you put up some fight? Like, if you just hit him up, like, yo, Kratos, come do this. <laughs> yo, Kratos, Kratos, I, I, I call Kratos to tell him to come through. He'll just take him out. You know what I'm saying? He'd be taking out God. So, you know what I'm saying? Like. You'll be like, like, oh, it's another, it's not, it's another like day in the field. You can't tell me Kratos ain't the man. Kratos always wants to smoke, bro. I mean, he do, but like, I feel like on his own accord. Like, if if somebody just hit him up and was like, "Yo, Kratos, come do this." What? (laughs) I just, I don't think he would do it. He'd be be like, boy. Uh, if I if, if Kratos was right there, you know, by my side, and he was my companion, you already know Kratos is gonna give him the hands. He'll run yeah. him his fair one. You know what I'm saying? That's why if Kratos is my man. I have to go with him easily. I just I just think he's just be he's just the man. He is. He is. He was definitely one of the people I was thinking about for my pick. And yeah, there's definitely an assumption that like whoever you call, they're gonna have to, you don't have to do any convincing. They're just gonna show up, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, so I get why Chris said what he said because yeah, Kratos definitely got his own motivations. He, he just got an attitude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he just <clears throat> my pick, yeah. kind of adjacent in a way, but I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Doom Slayer, bro. He's somebody that I could call up and just let him go to work. I ain't got. I'm gonna just just pull up a chair, sit, put my feet up. Like you got this? Yeah. Okay. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> Going from killing gods to destroying demons. <laughs> yeah, yo, this man made his way through hell and back. <laughs> Shit, I ain't picking nobody else. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yo, he's yo. just a one-man wrecking crew, bro. He don't need no help. He don't need no oh, luck. God. It's just that him, his guns, the BFG, the big fucking gun, and that's it, bro. That's all he needs. He's good. He's good to Yo, go. Yo, he got a gun called the BFG. Yeah. I ain't gonna front. That's kind of hard, bro. Yeah, bro. That's, that's, that's hard. That's hard. He's good to go. Doomslayer is that man, bro. Man, man, his yeah, way hell and back. You know, yeah. like, see, we, we got we got our picks. You know what I'm saying? That's the fire team right there. You got Boom, Doomslayer, Doom and our what a, Demon Killer, whatever. And you always Kratos? gotta have one dude that has no powers, and that's Boom. <laughs> yeah. That's that's, that's but, but Boom sniping. He good to go. Boom just out here, yeah. He got the accuracy. That's about it. You're just sitting back. I got you. On your left, For real. Good. Got your six. Mm, mm, mm. That's a good fire team. Boom. I like that. Boom. So it's with Haji Baji. Good Haji Baji. Oh man. Okay. I like that, guys. Thank you for that icebreaker, Chris. Good answers there. As always, guys, let us know what your answers are for the icebreaker down in the comments below or hit us up on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Let us know what you guys think about that one. Uh, But, you know, we're going to get into the topics for this week. So start off with a little bit of Sony news here. So looks like they uh, they partnered with a company called RTS, which probably a terrible name, in my opinion, uh, because if you go and search that I, which I tried to do. You search that company up, and they're super hard to find. All you, all you do when you search up RTS is what you would think, and is just finding mm-hmm. a whole bunch of real time strategy games. So that was super annoying. 
But anyways, Sony partnered with this company called RTS um, to actually purchase and acquire uh, what they call Evolution Championship Series, or EVO for short, what everybody knows as the EVO Fighting Tournament. So, um, you know, they typically have Street Fighter there, Super Smash Brothers, so on and so forth. So, like, the, the kind of the biggest name in fighting tournaments uh, mm-hmm. is now a part of Sony, which is kind of weird, but, you know... Uh, Definitely an interesting place to start for our topics this week because I feel like it kind of flows into the randomness of all the different things that we're talking about. But um, but yeah, apparently there's there's a lot there's been a lot of controversy around the Evo series as of late. Obviously, last year's event got canceled due to COVID, and also there was some allegations that came out about one of the organizers, um, you know, a, having some like sexual abuse allegations in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, due to the Due to the fact that COVID kind of canceled everything, due to the fact that the abuse allegations were coming about, a lot of publishers pulled their games out from the you know sponsorships of Evo, um, Nintendo being one of them, actually. Their situation is a little bit more specific, uh, just because the conversation around Evo, because of you know COVID and, and them trying to switch over to an online format, <clears throat> they, uh, they decided that they wanted to pull Super Smash Brothers out of the game, or out of the tournament, I should say, because... It's not necessarily suited to online play at, or online tournament play, I should say, because the netcode Nintendo didn't feel comfortable, you know, supporting the game in that format. So they pulled the game out, um, and you know, we we all know about Nintendo and their online play. So <clears throat> can't mm-hmm. say we're too surprised there. But you know, a couple other uh, studios as well. I think Nether Realms pulled their game as well. So I don't think Mortal Kombat is part of Evo due to some of the abuse allegations. So it's interesting to see that Sony went ahead and bought them. Um, I would have to assume that, you know, acquiring them was probably much cheaper because of all of this controversy around them. Uh, but, you know, I'm just curious what you guys think about this. So, Manny, I'll get your take on it first. Yeah. And uh, I just want to correct you. So, Mortal Kombat actually will be uh, there. And, uh, like, the tournament lineup was uh, Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, Mortal Kombat 11, and Guilty Gear. Um, so, um, you know, it's... Nothing will ever be the same as, like, it being, you know, in person, obviously, because, like, you got the crowd and everything like that and the people there, whereas, like, where it's online, it's like, all right, the only thing hyping you up is, like, the Twitch chat or, like, you know, if they do, like, a Zoom meeting type of thing where you're just, like, in a room with other people, then I might be a little different, but, um, but I'm, you know, like, Sony buying it kind of makes sense, well, because, like, you know they're just we know we know sony for like street fighter and then like you know tekken when like you know tekken first came out was like for the ps2 like i believe or like the playstation and um so them to capitalize on this we know like the fighting community isn't like as big as it used to but like there's still a you know a fan base and everything like that and with like the allegations that kind of like you know ruined them last year when they tried to do their online tournament um you know, so, uh, Sony tried to, like, basically bring them back up. Mm. Uh, I think it's a good job on their part. Um, sadly, won't get as much games like you mentioned, Super Smash Brothers, and I'm sure there's other games definitely that are missing from this list. But, um, you know, I just, yeah. like I said, it's a, it's a good way to support the fighting community, and I, I really can't wait to see how this goes. Um, like uh, the article mentions, even, like, anybody can really just sign up and try to play. Now, you know, if you get far in it, that's a different question, because, you know, there's going to be sweats there, but, About the you know. Best the best, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Best so, of the best. So I will say this, and, and I do appreciate you correcting me on this. It looks like last year, NetherRealms pulled out. NetherRealms, mm-hmm. Capcom, uh, Bandai Namco, they all pulled out because of the abuse allegation. So it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, they came back this year. Um, maybe because of Sony, maybe, you know, they had played a hand mm-hmm. in convincing them or whatnot. But yeah, you're right. It looks like um, this year, you know, they will have Tekken, Street Fighter, and, and more combat, and Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. We'll line up there for sure. Definitely. We'll uh, definitely be take, uh, tuning in, you know, because like, why not? Who just likes to, we just, I like to see some fighting games. You know, I used to watch a lot of uh, like Tekken tournaments, um, like, you know, with Evo and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Smash too, but, you know, like I said, sadly, Smash isn't there. So I'm definitely, you know, still excited to see like the Tekken and the Mortal Kombat aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, what do you think about this, man? Um, I don't know. I'm not really too high or too low on it. I think it's, it's cool for a couple of reasons that I think are more long term rather than like what it actually is now. Because, like for example, because um, you you know Manny mentioned the fact that you know the crowds aren't there, so it kind of sucks that they're doing a lot of it online. Whereas in my opinion, I kind of feel like the only things that should kind of have like the crowds there and the big atmosphere are like when you got like the final few teams, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So like the championship rounds and all that kind of stuff, but like all the prelims and the qualifiers and all that stuff, I actually think it's good if stuff goes more to an online route um i remember pokemon a couple years back they started announcing that some of their world tournament stuff they were going to allow some of the qualifying stuff be online as well Mm -hmm. which was kind of big because for a lot of that stuff like people have to travel to get to these locations you got to take time off work it costs money all this stuff and it's just way more convenient to be able to just sign up and then just make sure you're in front of your computer and have wi-fi working at a certain time, you know, I think it's awesome and allows more people to participate because mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks don't have the ability to do that other stuff. So it's kind of almost like when Destiny said, you know, we're going to stop putting the raids on uh, Fridays or Thursdays. And now when a new raid comes out, we'll put it on a Saturday because most people are off on a Saturday and they can all experience it. So that way the pool is bigger in terms of Worlds First. So, like, I, I'm always here for things that allow more folks to engage with it mm-hmm. um the only thing about this is i almost kind of wish that this in particular was accompanied with a new well thought out ip or some sort for like a, a new fighting game you know what i mean i would love something new on that front too i think one of the reasons why you know it's not as big as it used to be is because this is another genre where you got a lot of people resting on a lot of nostalgia stuff um and I don't care how many times I have to say it. This stuff makes people stagnant. This stuff makes a lot of people not want to get to the next level in terms of what they need to be doing to keep people interested. So, like, for example, I'm not going to argue with the fact that I know that the community is there, like, for Tekken and all these games, but there's a reason why they stay at the same size as they stay and they never really truly grow anymore, you know? And it would be dope to see somebody really try to come out and, and tackle that side of things because if they did then this kind of announcement would be bigger to me you know like i don't get how somebody by now hasn't taken the whole fighting game thing and turned it into a way where like it's all, not necessarily a looter shooter but a sense where you could build your own fighter and bring it online and fight other folks like i don't get how people don't dig into that more because i'm here for that i think that's super cool especially if it's in like a i don't want to say rock'em sock'em robot kind of vibe but 
you're essentially building a, a cyborg robot to go fight online with other folks. I'm here for that all day. And you got to find parts and, and different abilities and different things like that in order to go online and do it. Something. There's got to be a way for, like, the fighting genre to be modernized. Because, like, until then, to me, like, this is, again, it's a cool idea, but it's not anything that I'm like, oh, big win for Sony. Ooh. Like, we're talking about last week, Microsoft announces their partnership with Bethesda as the final, and then this Evo thing comes out. Eh, it's alright, but this ain't no big news, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, it's alright. It's alright. Well, <clears throat> I ask you this, though. I mean, the idea that Sony is investing in a, a fighting tournament, I mean, could not be a signal that they're looking to you know, go ahead and build a fighting game of some sort. Maybe. Like now, I, I now there's an investment true. in their bottom line for fighting games as a whole to be relevant, right? It's like, you know, if Evo become if Evo is successful, it pays them back dividends. So, right. Even if it's just from a marketing standpoint, like they they would want uh, fighting games to thrive. So, you know, I mm-hmm. I think that's that's the importance of of this at least at some level is okay, like. This could mean something, right? Like Evo, Evo is obviously the biggest. It is the biggest fighting tournament in the world, right? That's the one that that people know. It's a, it's a pretty big esports um, thing, anyways. It's constantly nominated for esports uh, event of the year. Um, so you know, it it's not like it's small potatoes in that regard. So the fact that Sony's stepping up to say, all right, well, we want to purchase this and we want to invest in it. I'm hoping, you know that basically everything that you just outlined is exactly what they're working towards, right? Hopefully, they have some studio. Somewhere in you know, out of all their twelve uh, in, internal studios that they have going, that's trying to work on a fighting game to solve that exact problem that you're mentioning. You know, I, I hope at least because you're right. Like fighting games are stagnant. <clears throat> We're relying too much on the next Street Fighter, the next Mortal Kombat. You know, th- there's not enough new stuff. Like you know, uh, I think <clears throat> Blaze Blue is a game that that came out forever ago, and they still make a couple iterations of that game, but. It flies under the radar. Nobody talks about it. Um, I remember when we were doing the episodes talking about the nominations for the Game Awards, and the best fighting game came up, and it was Super Smash, Mortal Kombat, and then three other games that none of us knew about, right? So, you know, I'm really hoping that Sony steps up to the plate and gets us something new. You know, we talked, I think we were talking about this uh, in the pre-show area where we were hoping that, you know, Killer Instinct could come back. I think Manny, you and I were talking about mm-hmm. it earlier. Uh, I would love to get a new Killer Instinct, right? But Microsoft said that they don't have a studio to make that game. Like I think it was made mm-hmm. by Double. The original one was made by Double Helix. Well, mm-hmm. correction, not the original. The original Xbox version was made by Double Helix, and I think Double Helix has got purchased by Amazon now. So like Microsoft doesn't really have a studio to make that, and yeah. it doesn't seem like they're necessarily working on trying to get a studio to do that. And that's, yeah, that's largely because. You know that it that genre is not really as viable anymore. So <clears throat> hopefully, we can get a res- resurgence at least. You know, hopefully, we see something new. Because yeah. I definitely want a new fighting game. You yeah, know. definitely. Like yeah. I kind of wish. I'm sorry to cut you off. Like you know that they kept on going with the Killer Instinct franchise. Like I know they had Iron Galaxy. Like kind of like worked on the game when Double Helix left because of like you know they're known for like porting games into like different consoles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like. I like you know they they had a good time you know they added like people like um, General Ram or Ram however you pronounce it from Gears of War as well as uh, um what is this dude's name 
Arbiter. There we go to add Arbiter. Like you know, they're adding like these you know Xbox characters into this fighting game. It was like it was pretty dope for a little bit, and then it's like it's sad that they kind of had to like let it go. And like you said, this is just like the fighting genre just isn't there as it used to be. So you know, hopefully, I mean, maybe this will be like a wake up call for Mike. So I'll be like, okay, if Sony's doing something big here with the fighting franchise, then you know maybe do something with Kill Instinct. But yeah. I mean, it's it's just a it's a it's a IP that's just sitting there, right? Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do something with it? So, <clears throat> so you know, untapped, bro. Yeah, we like, talk about it all the time. So untapped. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So seriously, untapped. seriously. And you know, Phil Spencer, he's not like not like he's unaware of things like this, right? He he's talked about it before that you know, like like I said, like there's just nobody there to make the the game for him. But it it. Even him just responding to it tells you that he knows, right? He knows it's something that people want. So, you know, the hope is that maybe within the next couple of years, something turns mm-hmm. up, whether it's a studio that wants to take up the mantle. I mean, Microsoft's still in, in the business of buying studios. So, you know, maybe they might try to pull themselves a fighting game studio just, just for this reason alone. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what comes of it. You know, yeah, same. What, yeah. Whether it's Sony doing something or something has to come of this right like you just don't sony doesn't just do stuff like this for no reason and i'm sure it could just be like well this this is a smart business move because they probably got it on the cheap because of all the controversy from last year because of covid so on and so forth Mm -hmm. and it'll probably make them some more money down the road even if they don't make a fighting game but it at least tells you that sony would at least be invested in the future of fighting games as a whole even if they don't make their own ip so Mm -hmm. but Speaking of Sony and speaking of uh, new IPs, apparently they uh, they're partnering with Jade Raymond to kind of back her new studio. It's it's kind of weird, fuzzy reporting on this because I saw a lot of, of uh, companies talk or a lot of news outlets talking about the fact that Sony themselves is starting this new studio. It's apparently not really the case, but at any rate, um, Haven Studio is getting established. Just announced this week by Jade Raymond. Mm. For those of you who don't know, Jade Raymond uh, used to work on a, a number of different with a number of different publishers like EA, Ubisoft, so on and so forth. She's kind of the uh, the brain behind Assassin's Creed. She kind of started that franchise as a whole, um, and she just recently was working for Google. And you know, we know what happened there with uh, their game development. They let most of their game development studios go. So, you know, she was one of those who got let go, and, and now it seems like she's moving on to starting her own independent studio that's backed by Sony. Weird wording, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I'll actually read a, a little blurb that she posted on the PlayStation blog. Again, this whole concept to me sounds weird. Like, there's like a heavy partnership here with Sony, but yet they're an independent studio. Anyways, uh, so I'll just read it off here. So she said... Um, as of today, I'm announcing Haven, an independent studio where many of the talented game developers I have worked with for years and love dearly are coming together to do what we are most passionate about. It's time for us to refocus on games in place, in a place where we can practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments. We want to create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves, and find community. We want to pour our passion into a project we want to make something wondrous for people to experience. And uh, she goes on to say, <clears throat> together, we want to create games that are a haven, plan words, for players. And we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers. 
So while we don't have many details to announce today, I want the PlayStation community to know that Haven Studios is already hard at work at an unannounced IP. We can't wait to show you more. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, it just it's weird to me. I'm super excited to see what she's got going on though, because uh, you know she's she's worked on a number of different things. She worked for EA, um, and she seemed like she kind of been jumping from project to project. Projects that had ended up being canceled, which I guess in a sense is a little concerning. But now that she's heading her own studio, you know, independently, we'll see what comes of that. But she was apparently working for EA on a, a um, I guess, an unannounced or unrevealed Star Wars project. Obviously, like we <clears throat> talked about beforehand, you know, she she was the one who created Assassin's Creed, and we know where that franchise has gone. Um, so I'm excited to see what she's got coming up next. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but. Anything? What do you think? Hey, man, you know, a new game studio is always exciting for me for, you know, a number of reasons, especially for a new IP that they said that they haven't announced yet. You know, who doesn't love new games, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's good that Sony's backing her up. Um, I, we, you know, as you said before that, like, she used to work at Google and, uh, well, studio for Google. And we know how Google turned out. You know, sadly, Google wasn't the thing that we all thought it was going to be with the, you know, new games for them and everything like that. But, you know, it's good that, you know, like maybe they're going to use their ideas that they have for that Google Studio and probably still working on that IP for what they're doing now. And, like, it's funny because, like, I hope, like, they come out with a banging game and just, like, that's going to bite Google in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, where it's just like, you know, this could have been your game, but... You 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 know what I'm saying you kind of jumped the boat and you know let us all drown but you know we good. I so, don't think Google was ready to put in the effort that yeah. those like studios what they were because I bet yeah. you they had they had great content but I don't I don't know I don't think Google knew what like mm-hmm. what needed to happen to get that stuff off the ground. Yeah, and like you know who knows like you said it's an independent studio you know but like I wonder if like them you know like sony helping them out meaning that is going to be just like another um like sony exclusive game or not but yeah. you know only time will tell really but sure. i'm excited definitely you know like you said the mastermind behind assassin's creed mm-hmm. so or one of the masterminds so it almost kind of seems like a very similar situation to um to kojima studio because technically that's considered an independent studio but because of all the goodwill that kojima had with sony you know they went ahead and made Death Stranding an exclusive. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Chris, you know, I want to get your take on this. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like, you know, Manny said, it's always cool when you got a new studio come up because, you know, they come out with dope-ass games, and that's a plus for us. Um, I might be reading too much into this, but I always kind of think when you see something where it says that you have an independent studio, but then they're getting backed by, like, this big-name other entity. Like, I could be wrong, but it almost strikes me like Haven Studios wanted to make sure that they kept their independence, but then I don't know if Sony sees something that they got going on over there that makes them go, well, we want to make sure we're touching this in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So let us make sure we at least will back y'all at least a little bit. Even if y'all want to keep y'all independent name, Whatever y'all got cooking over there, yeah, we got to make sure we are, we need to make sure. So that, to me, I guess, gives me positive vibes, I would say. Because mm. um, I, I just can't see, like, no, a big-time company like Sony or even Microsoft or anybody else 
they're not gonna just waste time with something that they don't believe in. Like they're just not. Like yeah. that just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have this janky, weird partnership tells me that yeah, they must have something on the horizon that must be pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Especially considering that they worked on Assassin's Creed in the past. Like that's a, a ginormous franchise. So this just makes me think that yeah, something's cooking over there. And Sony had to make sure that their hand was in the pot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the only way I could look at it. Yeah, you know? I, it's it's almost weird to me because I always, you know, when the news stories were first coming out, like like I said earlier, they were talking a lot about like Sony being the ones who are forming the studio, but that's not obviously that's not really the case right now. It's just interesting because she like you know obviously this whole situation with Google like just happened right, so she just essentially just got laid off a couple months ago. Um, you know, went ahead and started this new studio. <clears throat> Whatever game it is that is being created here, it's in its early, early stages, right? We're probably not going to see this game for another four years, three years mm-hmm. maybe. So if Sony knows or has any idea of what this is, I'm wondering how much of it is they've seen things that they're really excited about and maybe they're just taking assets from what got canceled over at Google. If that is the case, if Google doesn't own the IP, doesn't own the assets and all that stuff, then, you know, then that's a different story, right? That game, this game might be coming out in another two years or so. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But if it's just from scratch and there's nothing really going on just yet, and it's all just an idea, Sony's really, really banking on Jade Raymond as an individual, yeah. right? like as her name and mm-hmm. and the reputation that she's developed. Because I don't know, it just seems it's it seems interesting, and I guess in a way that's probably why they are just backing her as an independent studio as opposed to acquiring the studio themselves, because it gives them some autonomy and you know some room to say, all right, well, you know, like this looks really good, we want this to be on PlayStation, so we'll give you five million dollars yeah. more, you know, to make it exclusive or whatever that happens to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see how this all turns out. Obviously, yeah, like you guys man. mentioned, you know, new IPs always good. We always talk about that all the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't we don't want sequels. We don't want remasters. We don't want remakes. We don't want to rehash the old content. We want new and original ideas. So, Mario. <laughs> so yeah, so we're absolutely excited to see, you know what what comes next with this but there's it's just weird like it it's weird to me to hear independent studio and then backed by sony in the same sentence and then also like her announcing this thing on the playstation blog it's just weird to me i don't know why but yeah man that's what i'm saying like i just can't see how this because like all right if an independent studio needed the help right they need some then that's it. They would have just got the help and got bought out by somebody probably and then did their thing. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a studio that wants to be independent and they fight for that, it's because they know they got something that they can, you know, lay back on. Yeah. It's like you know, Bungie. Bungie would have never did the independent thing if they had no legs. You know, it just wouldn't have made sense, you know? And now it's a situation where maybe somebody else wants to put their hand in a pot a little bit too, but it's like, you you wouldn't be independent if you didn't have some shit. That's all I got yeah, to say. And then th- this is although to your know. comment oh, to your comment about Bungie though, it does seem like it seems like there's something there with Microsoft right now. Yeah, like whether yeah, you know, I kind of agree. Yeah, whether it's like uh, you know the rumor is that they're going to get acquired, which I'm I'm past at this point. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. 
but there's definitely something there. It seems like there's some partnerships going on. It obviously, you know, uh, came to be that, you know, Destiny's in Game Pass. Um, and, you know, Phil Spencer and the, and the heads of Bungie are kind of, it seems like in constant communication, they're really buddy yeah. buddy. So at mm-hmm. some level, I think Microsoft is helping them, you know, whether they're, whether it's the hand same, in the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Just hand in the pot. Hand in the pot, you know? Pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess, I guess if I was to compare it to anything, and it's a good thing that you brought that up. I guess that it sounds like it could be like this. Although obviously Bungie's way more established than this, right. whatever this is. But yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely something to keep our eye on for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, speaking of Microsoft, you know, we'll jump into our next topic here. So got an announcement for another event coming, actually coming this week. This week, if you guys are watching it. Uh, when we release, so it's an ID at Xbox event here. It seems like they're partnering with uh, Twitch Gaming, so it's going to be on on March the twenty fifth, which is Thursday, right? Um, so yeah, they they have I think they said roughly thirty games that they want to show off and in independent games um, mm-hmm. in this ID at Xbox program, and they they basically tease a lot of these announcements are going to be tied to Game Pass as well, so. Mm. Definitely good to see some new stuff coming in the Game Pass. I'm really, really, really hoping. Uh, man, I forget what the game is. It seven minutes? Damn, I should have should have looked this up beforehand. They they <laughs> announced this game last year. They showed it off at their showcase in July, and it was like, oh my god, is it called Seven Minutes? I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, but yeah, it, it it just seemed like a really interesting game where you like play out seven minutes of this situation and it seems like it happens in a loop over and over again and they got a bunch of big names to like join into the game it's it's made by annapurna studios um man can't remember but either way um i'm super excited about this event you know just curious what again what you guys think about this one because it's another chance for us to get some more game pass titles right so Mm -hmm. chris add to that game pass library yeah man it's it's uh Game Pass right now. Over the last like month and a half, especially, it's on fire. It's on fire, yo! Like, no, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's it's legitimately on fire. Like, we're talking about like I want to say it almost doubled in capacity over the last like three months after they did the whole EA partnership or whatever. Because now there's a shit ton of games in there from that. Now we're starting to see more of the little exclusives starting to trickle out here and there over the course of the year. Um, you know, they even got, you know, Outriders announced on this stuff, and that's something else we were going to talk about, but, like, there's a lot of momentum right now with Game Pass, and then, you know, it doesn't also hurt that, you know, it's hard to find an Xbox right now. It's hard to find an Xbox probably more so than getting a a PS5, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, a lot of people are really starting to get on this train. Like, my buddy at work that I I converted that I bring up every so often, if you're ever watching, buddy, I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> now that he's on the train and he's got a Series X, like he got a Series X before I got a Series X. That's some bullshit. But now that he's got it, he's always hitting me up every so often. Like, bro, this shit really does pay for itself, huh? God damn, I was playing all kind of shit I would never even get to play, and that's the same stuff that we were talking about, you know, episodes back. So, you know, anything that's in regards to Game Pass getting more content is a plus. It's just continuing to grow and grow and grow. And I know, you know, Sony's trying to come up with whatever they can to kind of like combat that, but it's almost it's almost like it's too late. Like this this thing called Wildfire, bro, and like the fact that it's on PC too, 
is uh man sony would really have to come up with some wild shit to combat this man it's really starting to get to a place where if halo and all the rest of that shit hits man the train is rolling on game pass so yeah <laughs> yeah train is rolling shit. uh Manny, before before i get your take on this though i found the game it's called 12 minutes but my fault mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh i'm just gonna read it off real quick so 12 Minutes is about a man who's stuck in a time loop and mixes elements of different movies like The Shining and Memento to create an interactive thriller. That sentence right there. <laughs> that sentence oh. right there, bro. The Mad Shining and Memento? That jump scares, dude. Woo. Yeah, that's dope, what do, bro. What, what studio you say it was made from? Or like Annapurna? Um, Annapurna? Yep. And I, think, I think that's one of those... Uh, yeah, and Aperna, they're gonna be there. So, yes, yes. I want to see it, man. And they, you they, know, you they might gave get us, it. yeah, they gave us a little update in August, and uh, apparently, like now they, so like when when they first announced it at Microsoft Showcase, we didn't have as much information, but then they updated us with some new castings. So they got James McAvoy, who played uh, Professor X and X Men series. Mm-hmm. Yes, My sir. Um, Daisy Ridley, who everybody knows as uh, Ray from Star Wars. And then mm-hmm. uh, William Defoe. It's just like those are three like huge names right yeah, now. Yeah, big big names. Are you sure this is an indie game? Not a triple A title. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like you right. think those are some expensive people. To For buy. real, yeah. yeah. But yo, that game looks dope. If you guys haven't seen it, make sure to check out the trailer. I'm probably gonna try to put some footage up on it right now so you guys can see. But yeah, I, the concept of it seems really interesting. So uh, yeah, sorry, not not to derail everything here, but nah, you all good because like you know. I mean, you know, in any any video game event, you know, of course we're excited for, especially you know, you know, some Microsoft because we know some Microsoft is going to be on Game Pass or some of it is going to be on Game Pass, and you know, how you excited for that twelve minute game where is like, you know, what I'm saying like, what I love about Xbox Microsoft with the Game Pass is how they just give everybody the opportunity to be like, okay, it's on Game Pass, it's free to download, and all you have to do is just obviously pay the subscription. And you get to try these games out for free. It's basically like a bone, like a plus for us as gamers, and a plus for you know these small indie uh, indie studios where they you know they're trying their best to push the game out, and you know people might be like, eh, I don't want to spend five ten bucks on the games, and even now sometimes even twenty bucks on these games, but then it's like you see the response from the community on like these Game Pass games and how like you know some of these games, you know, like if. You know, that's 12 minutes game you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Get, like, a lot of positive feedback from people playing on Game Pass. Now it could turn something from, like, an indie game to, like, a, you know, like a AAA title where it's just, like, something huge. And, you know, even Microsoft can just come in and swoop. Oh, how about you come off? Uh, you know, we'll buy you his offer. And next to you know, you, you know, this Xbox exclusive type of thing. You know what I'm saying? That's how, like, these big companies happen because of, like, indie games. And I love the support that Microsoft does with indie games because... It's like, you know, especially like a lot of Game Pass titles, it's like a lot of indie games that, you know, you probably would never play if it was just like something on the store you see, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm definitely excited to see what titles uh, they have to uh, showcase on the 25th. Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it, right? Like, there's a, a lot of indie titles that would probably never get the light of day if they weren't on Game Pass, right? Like, you know, they, they have their smaller following, but, you know, they wouldn't get as much attention. And, you know, it's, it gives these studios 
who are making games a chance to kind of breathe, breathe a sigh of relief, right? Because Microsoft has kind of paid them up front, you know, for the ability to be on the service. They still get whatever revenue that they, you know, that gets created from people purchasing the game or purchasing, um, you know, skins or other DLC packs or whatever it may be. Um, you also incentivize people to buy the game because if you have Game Pass, you know, and you decide you really like a game and it's leaving Game Pass or whatever, what have you, you can buy it and then you get a 10% discount by having Game Pass. So, like, there's a lot of benefits for people. Um, and, you know, one thing that we haven't really talked about yet is uh, Microsoft announced that Outriders will actually be on Game Pass day and date. So, you know, April 1st, when the game comes out, it'll be in Game Pass. So Microsoft shed, shelled out some money for that game. Um, you know, we talked about it before. Personally, I'm, I still don't like the game. I, I, I went back and tried the demo, tried to really hammer it home a little bit. I, I, I enjoy running around mindlessly with a shotgun in that game and using the, um, I, I forgot what the, the class is, but it's like blue and you can like dash behind oh, somebody. What, yeah. What's it? Trickster? Trickster? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the one, yeah. That's the class I decided to go with. So, you know, I have a little bit of fun with the game, but overall, like, I feel like it's not really, like, it's not really it for me. But if it's going to be in Game Pass, I'm definitely going to download it, and I'm going to play a little bit more of it, and maybe, you know, maybe they might win me over. That's that's a, already one extra person that is going to download and play the game than they had before him because I wasn't going to shout $60 for that game. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. I just wasn't going to do it. But now there's no risk for me, and there's less risk for the developers, right? They got a ton of money up front, and I'm sure that at some level this might be a reaction to what people were saying on the demo. Um, and Microsoft probably came around and said, "Hey, here's a bunch of money. Like, let's put this in Game Pass day and date." Um, and essentially, this works out to be kind of an experiment for Microsoft, right? Because if this really pops off and the game blows up and gets a lot of extra attention because of the fact that it's so accessible for people in Game Pass. Now, you know, when Capcom comes out with their version of some looter shooter or whatever, they're going to be like, hey, Microsoft, hey, give me some money. Like, let's, let's put this in the service. Like, we want to be at the table too, you know? Like, we want our chance to be on the service and, and get all this attention and then still make all the extra money that we would make from people buying our game on other platforms. So yeah. I, I think this is definitely something that can lead to more bigger and better things. We already know that Microsoft's going to be putting all their first-party stuff on the service day and date, but we haven't really seen as many third-party AAAs. And this is, even though I hate calling it a AAA because I don't think it's that quality of a game, it is considered a AAA title based off of the amount of money they spent on it. But... You know, it's our first tr- third-party AAA game that's coming day and day, and I hope that we'll see more of that. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, man. Netflix of gaming, y'all. And it's not an April Fool's joke, because you said April 1st, so don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this April Fool's in particular, because the industry's so wild right now. There's already all these crazy things that are happening. Like, like back in September, when uh, Microsoft announced that they were buying Bethesda, like I I remember like looking at my screen, I was like, oh what what I wipe my eyes, I'm like, no way this is real. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, there's gonna be some other crazy ass thing that happens April first 
that turns out to be real and they're going to use it as an opportunity to be like, this is so crazy. We had to announce it before. Da, 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 da. Like, I, I bet you some shit like that's going to And then there's going to be a, t- a million other rumors or crazy stories that are fake. They're going to piss me off. <laughs> pipe dreams that we, we all wish would happen. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I know this is random, but I remember last year when, uh, <laughs> like, as an April Fool's joke, everybody was like, like Takashi's out of prison, and next thing you know, the next day he's out of prison, and it's like, oh, this ain't a joke. Is it a joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yo, I'm telling you, this was that's what's gonna happen this year, and especially considering we're still in, you know, in the middle of what we're in the middle of, uh, and like you know, we're we're dealing with more online stuff than ever. It's just gonna be like, there's gonna be crazy ass stories, and we're gonna, oh, is this real? Is it not real? And like half of it's gonna be real and crazy, and half of it's gonna be fake and pissed. But, oh well. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> Anybody else got, got anything to add on that ID at Xbox event before we move on? Ah, uh, uh, no. Nah. Yeah, can't wait to see what happens. Yes, sir. We'll definitely be Let's talking see. about it next week. Should tune in, guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking of something that did happen last week, though, an event that happened last week, and I told you guys, by the way, told you guys last week, I have a feeling we're gonna get some events like back to back, like week after week, and it's starting mm-hmm. to kind of shape up that way. But um, yeah, so the Square Enix event happened last week. And, you know, we got a number of announcements, a number of different things happened, but I want to start on the Avengers because, you know, we, we talked about it. You know, the next, next gen upgrades happened. Um, a lot of freaking controversy around this next gen upgrade path situation for PlayStation owners in particular. You know, we, we always talk about, we always. Talk about Xbox and how, you know, they're doing such a good job with this generation and how they've set up all these different things with backwards compatibility and, you know, FPS boost and auto HDR and and smart delivery. All these things that sound like buzzwords, but like they actually mean something. So, you know, to recap, for those of you who don't know what smart delivery is, if you buy a game that was on the Xbox one and a developer decides that they're going to go ahead and push out updates uh, to the next generation to basically make the game a next generation version of the game. So in this instance, Avengers, you don't have to do anything other than just own the game. The, uh, the Xbox will automatically update it for you, automatically give you the assets that you need. Your save files will transfer over. It's nice. It's seamless. It's beautiful. Like almost every game works this way. So for the longest time, you know, a lot of people on the Sony side of things said, oh, well, you know, of course Sony's got their version of that. They just don't have to brand it. They don't have to give it a, a fancy buzzword. And honestly, for a while, I thought that was true. I, I was one of those people <laughs> who was kind of skeptical about the idea of like, why do they have to call it smart delivery? Like it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Sure enough, that's not the case <laughs> as uh, we've seen this week with Avengers, right? So for, again, for those who don't know, um, basically if you own Avengers on PlayStation 4, and you're trying to upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version, in order to transfer your save file, you have to have both versions of the game downloaded on your PS5. We all know how much of a challenge that already is because you have an 825 gig hard drive, so you don't even have a full terabyte. Uh, But anyways, you got to do that. Then you have to go onto the PlayStation 4 version, um, and then you have to upload your save file to Sony's server, or, or maybe it's Square Enix's server, or whatever. And then go to the PlayStation 5 version, and then download it. There's been a ton of controversy because some people, well, A, that process alone is kind of ridiculous. B, a lot of people are actually losing their save files because of this, um, getting some corruption and, and different things like that. But 
you know, it's it's highlighting more and more how smart Microsoft was about approaching this whole situation. Having it be that all these things are happening on the back end. Cloud Save was already built in from day one so that, you know, you don't have to upload your <laughs> save file anywhere along those lines. <laughs> and you have yeah. the compatibility just happening again in the background. It knows, oh, hey, there's a better version of this game out. Now I have an Xbox Series X that supports that better version. I'm just going to go out, grab the assets, and boom. Now I have a 4K 60 frames per second version of this game with ray tracing and yada, yada, yada. And my save file still works. And I didn't have to think about it at all. You know, and whereas on the PlayStation mm-hmm. side, we know how that's going. And, you know, Manny, Manny, I'm sure you can attest to this because even just you transferring over your PlayStation 4 save files of mm-hmm. other PlayStation 4 games was been a massive headache, right? You lost your whole Last of Us game, game save, and it's something that we talked about <laughs> before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, with that being said, I'll let you start off. I mean, what do you think about this story in particular with Smart Delivery and Avengers and all that jazz? You know, <laughs> PlayStation tried to do everything next gen with the controller, you know, the way the PlayStation looked. But, you know, the cloud saving is terrible, man. Like, like I said, you know, with the whole... Uh, spiel of me having to lose my save file for last of us 2 and that thing you know i'm, I'm past that sadly you know i, I still have, i'm still not able to beat the game and i don't even feel like playing the game all over again but like even with the whole marvel avengers situation like the fact that you have to download both versions and you know we already know like the console itself is only 100 gigabytes and some of that is already taken out because you know you're not going to get the full 800 gigabytes out the box and then like you know, if you know, a game nowadays is like 100 gigabytes on the PS5 or Xbox Series X. So the fact that I have to, you know, possibly even have to delete a game just so I can even download both versions just to do this uh, save transfer is already a hassle itself. So, mm-hmm. shit. And if you like, have Warzone on your system, shit. Warzone already taking up half that hard drive <laughs> right yeah. there, bro. And it's like, you know, like it sucks too because the cloud is like one of those things too you have to pay for on the playstation side while microsoft you know offers it for free since back in like the xbox 360 days like it's just crazy how like people take uh you know take advantage of these kind of things or like you know don't realize you know how beneficial this cloud is for the microsoft side where it's like you know like you mentioned, you just click on the game and it says, oh, you have an upgrade available. Would you like to download the upgrade? You download it. You don't have to worry about saving tra- um, saving the you know, the previous generation version of the game. You get to trans- uh, the save transfers itself through the cloud, and it's just so easy. Like It's just seamless. Well, as a PlayStation side, you have to just do the step-by-step thing and you know, even have some situations where people lost their save data, and it's it just shows that you know, maybe the smart delivery smart after all. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm, that, that's, that's why I'm glad. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm glad that my main console is the, the Xbox and that the PlayStation, you know, I only play for the exclusives now. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Chris, what do you think about the story, man? Um, I guess I'm going to be a little bit more harsh here, but I don't know, man. I feel like it's unacceptable. Like, I just have to say it like that. Um, because. Come on, man. It's 2021, and there's a lot of flack that I give to, like, Nintendo and a couple other places for, like, not having their shit together on a software technical standpoint. So, like, my thing is, I y'all knew y'all was dropping a console in between the last gen and the next gen and wanted to still be able to make games that could do both and be able to 
kind of support both platforms. Okay. You're telling me you guys didn't test any of this, didn't do you didn't do any experimentation with this system before releasing this to the public that made you go, oh, this shit don't work. You like I, I'm hard pressed to believe that they experienced this during their testing and said, Oh yeah, this is perfect. Get it out there. Come on, yo. Like like <laughs> dog. <laughs> like I think you're assuming on, they'd even tested for that, right? Because it sounds like That's that wasn't another, even that, on their radar. That yeah. was the next thing. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, yo, did they even test? Because how does this, how do you not, come on! <laughs> like, how is this, how do you not, like, come on, man. Like, it's 2021. If Microsoft had did the same thing, I would be giving them black for this, too. It, it just doesn't make sense. Y'all knew what kind of console y'all was dropping, and you knew that developers were trying to make games that could also play on this one and then be upscaled to the next thing. You guys knew that this was a thing ahead of time. I'm just, I, I can't make an excuse for them saying why this is a thing. I don't know why it's like this. I don't know how it got like this. All I can say is that somebody somewhere over in Sony's end had to have this go over their desk. Like, it had to be on somebody's desk, bro. Like, like it had to. How? Come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. I can't give him a pass on this one. I'm sorry. This is shitty that my guy lost his save file. It's shitty that you got to worry about having enough space on your hard drive to download two versions of a game just to get your save file sent. Like, this is, like, that's some rudimentary shit. Like, let, 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 let's keep it a buck, man. Let's keep it a buck. Come on, man. Y'all asking folks who maybe are not the most technically savvy because let's be real just because people own a big piece of hardware like a ps5 or a microsoft xbox series x doesn't mean that they're the most technically inclined people in the world right and you're asking them to do this not only with this game but then what's the next game that you got to do this with what's the next Mm -hmm. game you got to do this with that is the what is what is that word for the opposite the fancy word for opposite antithesis Antithesis, is that it there you go (laughs) (laughs) this is the the antithesis of convenience it, it, it's bad bro and then like goop say man it kind of make the whole smart delivery phrasing look so much better that y'all gave microsoft a layup with this one i kind of feel you know what i mean like all this did was show that microsoft thought three steps ahead of everybody else and they planned for this the only thing it seems like honest to god and i hate to sound like i'm bashing sony they the controller was their one saving grace that and their exclusives. And the controller doesn't even seem like it's a big talking point anymore in terms of... Oh, I'm blurry. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like it's a big talking point anymore in terms of the things that are like making people go and buy the console. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's like it's the exclusives, right? But you're telling me Microsoft has exclusives on the way that look kind of crazy, and then all these other convenient things? Like, that is... Like, how, how, are, y- how are y'all still out here buying these? Like for real though, like 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 like, come on, man! Like how many more things have to happen for y'all to just finally say, you know what, yo? Alright, yo, I'm gonna just go get. Like at this point, (laughs) like it's almost like, regardless of how you feel about Sony or Microsoft and whether you're a fanboy or not, I personally I have my 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 brands that I like, yeah. But don't get shit twisted. I'm not 100% loyal to none of these fucking technology brands at all. If something came out one day the next day by Apple that was completely undeniable, and you know how I don't fuck with Apple. But if they came out with something that was just like undeniable, your boy would go get an iPhone. I'm going to tell you that right now. But they haven't done anything that crazy yet to make me say, 
I can leave Android alone. But don't get it twisted. They come out with some hotness now. Your boy looking. Your boy looking. You know, and and this is just how I feel when it comes to this stuff. It's like, what are y'all doing, man? Dog, no. No, no excuse. Y'all not getting one from me. Y'all not even getting an itch on this one from me. Somebody okayed this over in, in Sony. Somebody mm-hmm. did. And I'm, no. Nah. Nope. Nope. But the the one thing I do want to say is you're you're saying somebody okayed this. I don't think any, like, it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't even get to that point is what I'm saying. I don't even think that was, like, it wasn't even a blip on their radar, bro. Because mm-hmm. the way that they talked about how, like, so let's, let's, let's take, let's take a, a couple steps back, right? So around this time last year, to Sony kind of bashing Microsoft in subtle ways about, you know, we believe in generations and, you know, we, we believe that. There's value in, you know, having, not having game, basically without saying it, their, their exact quote was, we believe in generations. And in that quote, they were trying to say, hey, we believe that, you know, if you upgrade to a PS5, like that's a specific experience. It has its own set of games. We're not going to do cross, uh, cross play. Well, not cross play, but um, cross buy with certain games. So there's not going to be a PlayStation 4 version of Miles Morales and yada, yada, yada. Fast forward some time, sure enough, there was a PlayStation version, PlayStation 4 version of Miles Morales and then a PlayStation 5 version. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- th- there's uh, conversations around the fact that the New Horizon is going to be on PlayStation 4 as well. So, uh, also, God of War may also be on PlayStation 4. So, like, you know, you, you wanted to talk about and use your position as a way to bash Microsoft to say, okay, like, we are... You know, this is what we do. We believe in having an exclusive console, and we don't care about this. You know, crossing generations and yada 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 yada. And now, like you reneged on all of those things, and then you also didn't put the services in place to make those experiences seamless for your customers. And it's like, come on, you guys, you guys got to answer to this, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it leans more into the conversation that we had had a couple weeks ago about you know xbox is it the best place to play right that that kotaku article that came out and i I think the same person who wrote that article wrote another article on kotaku about this particular situation with smart delivery and what it's just all these little things all these little choices that microsoft has made it seems to be paying off in dividends right now and i think people are definitely taking notice right um you know we were talking about this earlier paul tassie who's a guy that i believe he's a, a writer for forbes but he also is kind of doing some content creation stuff now um, he mainly makes Destiny videos. He also has been dabbling in some Avengers videos. But he tweeted out, you know, he plays Xbox. Or he, sorry, he plays PlayStation almost exclusively. And he tweeted out that this experience may force him to really look at using his Series X more, you know, with the exception of Destiny, but really just using a Series X more for these types of experiences because of how much better it is on Microsoft's platform. Um, so you know, at some level, Sony's got to like wake up and understand, like, hey, like we're losing some people for this stuff. You know, we talked about Game Pass. We talked about the value that it, it creates, right? Again, another one of those things on top of the entire cherry pie that is Xbox right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Chris, you talked about your friend or your coworker who who jumped on from, from PlayStation to Xbox. I have a friend as well who, uh, you know, shout out, Adam, if, you check, if you're watching, shout out to you. But, you know, he's trying to get a, a, an Xbox Series X right now. And he's a, he's a, he was a staunch, staunch PlayStation supporter. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where he said to me, you know, it's hard to it's hard to deny the value that I'm getting out of Game Pass and all the games that he could play and all the different things that he can do. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. So Sony's got to start waking up to some of this stuff, right? Like yeah. their exclusives, bar none, are amazing. But it's getting to that point where that might not matter anymore. Like the, the exclusives will still mm-hmm. matter, but you won't be the only place with like amazing exclusives, right? Like Bethesda's coming. Like all these all these Bethesda games are going to like Starfield's going to be exclusive. Like as much as nobody wants to talk about that, it's going to happen. So now you have Starfield. Like that's a mm-hmm. that's a high level exclusive game. We still have Halo, high level exclusive. We have Forza, we have Gears, we have all these other things, Fable. All the other games that Exile is making and Obsidian and all these other studios that are coming together, like their exclusives are coming. So there's only so much of that that you can rest on. Like, uh, what what else is Sony going to rest on at this point? I mean, what PlayStation VR? Like, yeah, we know this week they announced some new stuff about PlayStation VR, but like, you know, VR is not for everybody. That's not going to be enough. So, yeah. Uh, and as soon yeah. as Microsoft comes out with like their version of one of them haptic feedback controllers like how the ps5 did but like they're probably gonna take their controller break it down see what they could tweak make it better and then give it out to us as soon as that happens yeah there ain't really nothing else to really argue about you're talking about giving people elite hardware elite software and then the controller on top of that is just leaps and bounds and hopefully doesn't break as fast and get drift like the other one does but dude nah after you start getting Halo and a couple of these other games to start coming out and they hit like how they're supposed to, ain't nothing to even worry about, man. Ain't nothing to even, even worry about, man. <laughs> ain't nothing, man. Be straight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to still have both. I'm going to still have both. Yeah. But, but yeah, the Xbox is going to be the place to play for me with all these, these different things that are happening. But kind of went off on a little tangent here. The, the the main topic was still the, the the Square Enix conference. So you know we we talked about Avengers a little bit. <laughs> we went real far left on that one. Yeah, but, we did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> uh, but one thing, another positive thing that came out with the Avengers situation is that they did finally give us like a roadmap of where things are to come. Um, you know, so they they released this new Hawkeye expansion with this uh, next gen upgrade. So that's good, and definitely looking to dive into that once I finish up the main story. Um, but then, yeah, we also got Black Panther. That's coming later this year. And mm-hmm. you, you can't mess with Black Panther. They they need to come correct because it's yeah. Black Panther, man. He's he's up there right now. Like he's he's beloved in a way. He's he's not there yet, but he's like approaching like Spider Man territory because of that movie and what it's it's meant to so many different people now. Like yeah. he's he's like in the forefront of people's minds. People are like, oh, Black Panther? Yeah, that's badass. I want to play as him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go pick up that game to play as him. So, yeah. yeah, they need to come correct. This is their opportunity to make things right. And I, I like the game so far, um, I, especially with the next-gen enhancements. I'm really having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think it's still on sale for 30 bucks. if you guys wanted to check it out, half price. Um, yeah, and it looks like they're they're getting themselves together. They're trying to right their wrongs and make the game a better game. So I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'm looking forward to where they go next. Mm-hmm. But move on to the other things here. So, so I'll just kind of run off, you know, the whole list of things that were announced at this conference here. So, you know, they they dabbled on Tomb Raider. They basically said that, as Manny had mentioned, that <laughs> they're going to go ahead and remaster the uh, the the trilogy, the most recent trilogy of games. So, I think it's Tomb Raider, then Rise of Tomb Raider, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, so all three of those games are going to get put together in a package and remastered in 4K, hopefully 60 frames, getting all the, the nice uh, bump that the next-gen systems afford them. So that's good to see. 
Uh, they, they announced a couple mobile games as well. I think it was uh, Just Cause Mobile. They also announced like a Hitman-inspired game. It had a weird working title, so I, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but kind of like a sniper co-op mobile game. Kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Balan Wonderworld, another one that they talked about a little bit more. And I actually didn't realize this, but they've had a demo out for that game since January. So I need to go... I need oh, to go download shit. that. Did not know that. Yeah, I need to go download that. Um, made by this the same person who made uh, Sonic and, and Knights back in the day, so you can definitely see some of that influence when you're, you know, from yeah, the, the trailers that came out. Um, a little, little too kid friendly for me, but you know, still open to it. Still looking forward to seeing you know more on that game for sure. Then we get a new Life is Strange, True Colors. Now that's a franchise that I actually really like. Um, the the original Life is Strange and Life is Strange Two are actually on sale as well on the Xbox Store. So I went ahead and picked that up earlier this week to play that with oh, my yeah, wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely gotta just check that out. I think the original ones might be like six bucks. The second one might be twelve bucks. So that's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, definitely something to check out. But the the heavy hitter, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and this is. This this hurts because it's a, it's a PlayStation exclusive. But uh, Project Athea, they finally announced it. Uh, well, they finally revealed its real name. I should say it's called Forspoken. Bro, can we talk about this game? It looks of beautiful. First off, and we you know yeah. we, we haven't really seen too much of it, but some, something about the way they they showed off like the the traversal and all that stuff, it just looks really cool. And they got mm-hmm. the the actress from um, the the most recent. Charlie's Angels movie, she's beautiful. So, you know, any chance we get to see her and hear her talk, I'm here for that. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I want to hear what you guys think about it, though. I'm going to stop talking right now. So, Chris, start it off for us. Um, yeah, I mean, the game looks amazing in terms of graphics, for sure. But then again, you know, Square Enix is never really... You know what? Let me shut up. I was about to put my foot in my mouth. I was going to say, Square Enix is usually pretty good with their graphics. And then I'm thinking about Outriders. And yeah, I'm like, Outriders say, is like... Outriders kind of iffy. Yeah, a little, little rough. For the most part, Square Enix is pretty good with their graphics. Yeah. Um, so Ben, here it kind of shows. I'm just scared. Hopefully it's not one of those things where Square Enix is very good at giving you amazing cutscenes. And then... You get to the actual graphics, and then it's, like, really scaled down. But them cutscenes are pristine. Like, they look great. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be something like that. But outside of all of that, it just... This game looks cool. I mean, it looks different. Um, it seems like they definitely got some good voice acting and all that kind of stuff going on in there. Um, yeah. Not too high, not too low on this. I'm just excited. Again, new IPs and stuff like that I'm always mm-hmm. here for. And... I don't know. Square Enix is taking some risks, man. I'm really liking what they're doing in terms of... Uh, it, it just seems like they're kind of steering away from being just the Final Fantasy company, you know, which I like. I'm very much here for companies trying to, like, try new things. And yeah. for the longest, it was Square Enix was associated with me for Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, so this is cool. I'm, I'm here for this. I wish more companies would be doing stuff like this. And... Uh, yeah, it being a PlayStation exclusive kind of sucks because Lord knows I'm gonna get a PS5. Like I'm gonna get one eventually, but I'm not in like a major rush to do it. Yeah, I would um, have to assume this is gonna be a timed exclusive, right? 
Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah, because what's the point of keeping an exclusive for long term? If I'm Square Enix, like I don't, I don't care how much money Sony's giving me. Keep it exclusive forever is kind of weird. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably time. To exclusive. Yeah, but yeah, one thing I just want to say though, real quick, even to your point about them moving away from being like the Final Fantasy company, the format of that conference felt very different to me. Like it felt yeah. like really like modern. Like they're definitely trying to be a different company, and I, you know, I'm definitely here for it too. I, I like a lot of the stuff that they showed, even the mobile stuff. Like even though I'm not a big like mobile gamer, like I, it was interesting, right? Like they're mm-hmm. definitely coming for their piece of the pie, so I think it's smart. They're mm-hmm. actually doing what I'm, what we always are getting on other devs for not doing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not mm-hmm. being stagnant. I can't sit here and be say Square Enix is just resting on their laurels, which they were for a while. Mm-hmm. But somebody, I don't know if they've had, like, you know, some new staff or somebody's taken over in another department somewhere or, I don't know. But it's definitely, like, a winds of change kind of vibe I'm getting from Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And so far, so good. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, Manny, what did you think yeah. about the conference? Yeah, I mean, for spoken, I guess you know how spoken to me about <laughs> wanting me to buy this game. No, let me stop, but serious <laughs> note. Uh, the game definitely looks beautiful. Just like even looking at the trailer, just the environment and like how massive the world looks. And just like of you know, just on these little snippets of the characters just running around, you see how like huge the environment is. Now I just hope it's not one of those things where the environment is dead, because that would be kind of a bummer. But um I mean, you know, just like being able to just like see the character run around so like fluently. And like on these environments, climbing up rocks, you know, just running in these fields and everything like that. Like, it just looks like it's going to be like a really dope adventure game type of thing where it's just like, you know, they're like, I I really have high hopes for this game. This game really do look amazing. I mean, he's talking about like, see like dragons in the trailer and stuff like that, you know, fighting all these big things. So, like, you know, I'm expecting like a massive game. And you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm putting these high expectations, you know what I'm saying? Especially for a PlayStation exclusive, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, PlayStation exclusive always have, like, those good story games. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping for a great story. That's, like, one thing I'm excited for. Um, You know, like we said, Square Enix, known for their Final Fantasy, you know, finally doing something new. So, I'm, you know, definitely glad that they're not... You know, doing another Final Fantasy because you know who wants that nowadays? Pretty much, um, they're gonna do a their 16th, 17th game. Like you know, what I'm saying, like put it down, put it down for now. You yeah, know, what I'm something different, something different for sure. Yeah, so I'm glad that they're doing something new, and you know, I'm definitely excited to pick it up when the game comes out in 2022. 2022, the point. I know it's, it's so far. It is. It feels far. It feels far for sure. But yeah, I, I, I just want to know more about the game, like. Mm, I'm like everything that I saw spoke to me, right? You can tell like there's some some magic going on because like you can tell she's like casting some sort of spell in one of the scenes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the traversal looks really interesting. I hope it doesn't look cheesy necessarily, but from what I saw, it didn't. Um, And also, Chris, you made a point about how their cutscenes look really good, but the gameplay looks diminished. I actually think from what I saw, it was kind of the opposite. Because the mm. moment where they showed off a girl hiding behind the pillar and then, she, oh, is the dragon gone yet? I was like, oh, that doesn't look too good. But then when they showed off the, the game, like, running, like, actually yeah. showing her running in the world and spinning and then casting the, the, the spell and all that stuff, I was like, oh, this looks 
very good. I want every part of this. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping uh, you know, they they really find a way to flex the muscles of the the PS5. Um pull off some ray tracing. I know ray tracing on the mm-hmm. PS5 has been a wonky topic as far as how it's set up, but whatever. I I want a good game, you know, I'm, I want a new franchise and this is something that, you know, we can all fall in love with. So, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Mhm. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so anyone, right. Uh, anyone else got anything to add on the Square Enix event before we wrap it up? Um, no, I just want them to keep doing more of this. You know, more, more of the same. You know, don't, don't be afraid to. You know, I, I, hopefully this is kind of how they're feeling. Even with the bad stuff that people were saying about our writers demo when it first first launched, even though I, I feel like some of it subsided as time passed. But even with all that being said. You see how this company is taking these risks and they're trying new things, and then if it doesn't work out, at the very end of the day, they could just look and say, all right, just throw it in Game Pass. Because of you seeing people do this kind of stuff, I wish more more devs would like look at it and not be as scared to take these risks, too. Because, like, I, I get it if you're, like, just starting out or you're an indie dev or something like that, then sure. But more of the folks that are, like, in the same boat as a Square Enix where they're reputable and people know them, like, yeah, by, by now, like, you should be feeling okay to take certain risks in terms of games that you want to try to make. Because, like you like we've been saying, like, there's not really much of a, a negative unless the game sucks. Because <laughs> sometimes it's not always about, just, you know, the game sucking or not. Sometimes people just don't want to spend 60 bucks on a game, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, I, man, come on, guys, keep it moving. Other people start doing the same thing a little bit, and you know, let's let's mm-hmm. go. You know, yeah, it's good stuff. And to to your point about again, you know, talking about Game Pass, like it works in so many different realms of the spectrum, right? If you are a Square Enix, who's an established company, in theory, you have enough money to take risk, but you're a publicly traded company, and there are shareholders you have to like, you know, answer to. So, if you take that risk by developing a game and it doesn't shape up to be what you think it's going to be you can always put it in game pass that's a number of people you know microsoft will be giving you money up front there's a chance that people will be willing to buy the game because they're exposed to it so you win there you're a new mm-hmm. company new indie developer just starting out you need exposure you need marketing essentially so game pass is your marketing you strike some sort of deal with microsoft to say hey like I need you I need help marketing the game and I need to put it in Game Pass. So now again people have a chance to try the game with no risk. It 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 works no matter where you are in the spectrum. It just is it, the numbers don't lie as far as how this is all shaping up, right? You know, the last time they reported it they had 18 million subscribers. I'm sure at this point it's probably past 20, maybe a little bit more than that right now. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft is is they're they're working hard to like get this going. And this is the final point I'll make because you know, going over a little bit um, but, you know, they're teasing that this is coming to um, iOS and uh, web, uh, Game Pass itself, coming to iOS and web soon, you know, through X and all that stuff. So, like, being able to actually have people play a lot of these, these Game Pass games through xCloud without the need for a system, like, they're coming for every screen that you own. Yeah, you know, that's bug, it's, man. It's, it's gonna be on your on your PC, right? It's it's you know on on a laptop or whatever. Being able to stream the games, it's good. They're they're going to put it on smart TVs, like 
they're trying to make this so ubiquitous that anybody who wants to play an Xbox game or wants to play games, you know, through X Cloud, like they have an opportunity to do so without ever having to buy an Xbox system. As long as you subscribe to the service, you're good to go. So yeah, I think this is going to be huge. It's definitely something that people need to be paying attention to. I mean, I think the whole industry is right. Like, you know, everybody understands what this is, and some people are, are trying to figure out where they want to dive in, when they want to dive in. But yeah, I think this is something that other publishers and developers need to embrace with open arms. And yeah, just mm-hmm. move us forward mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. All right, boys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here for sure. This is a great conversation. Definitely had a lot to talk about this week. Guys, uh, you know, for you watching and listening, make sure to reach out to us. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below for, you know, your opinions on what we talked about this week, for sure. Um, But before we go, as we always do, Manny, start us off. Where can the people find you? You already know. Twitch.tv slash GoodMasterFlex. Instagram and Twitter is GoodMasterFlex underscore TTV. If you know what that means, the MM beans, keeping it real. (laughs) <laughs> no, let me stop. All right, Chris, where can the people find you, bro? Uh, y'all already know I am on everything at M A Y two five T H X X. Again, on everything, and it wouldn't be a plug of mine if I didn't also just mention to the good folks out there that I be pen paddling and shit. <laughs> so like. Hit a hit hit a brother Gmail. I don't know. Hey, listen. What's the, what's the uh the homie name that sent the rogue uh party invite? Uh 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 the deleter. Deleter. Deleter, is that y'all? That that's you? <laughs> that was you. We could not figure out. So all right, just context, y'all. Some random you. person. Oh, sorry. This random person uh sent both Denzel and I, I guess, group party chat invites. Randomly on Xbox, and we assumed that maybe it was a viewer, maybe because we don't know who it is. But the leader, if it's you, I'll be pen powering. <laughs> All right. All right, word, word. Well, for me, you can find me everywhere at Black Ice 8, as we talked about uh, earlier. You know, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, um, Twitter, Twitch, pretty much everywhere. Again, the only difference is on Instagram, it's going to be blackice 8 underscore gaming. So make sure to check us out. Also check us out on our Instagram at xpackpod. Um, you know, we're posting content there pretty regularly, so make sure to interact with us there. Uh, we'll check you guys out next week. Thank you so much for watching. Peace. <laughs>